0: Morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever it is, wherever you are, this is every playlist tells a story. I'm Todd. I'm Jimmy, and this is the new day of the new year. Welcome, 2021. Good riddance to you, 2020. Goodbye, bunch finally. of bullshit.
1: You stay there. You, stay, you, you, don't, you, you get don't get up. <laughs> you stay right. You, you stay in your seat. You don't move. In 2020. I put my foot on your neck. Not a word. Down. Not boy. a word from you. Down. hey what's
0: up changing it up uh, a little bit this year gonna try some uh we got lots of ideas Lots of ideas things. we got lots of things we've talked about doing maybe some, some location stuff it seems like we we talk about doing things we've always done this you know what we should do whatever whatever whatever
1: i think this year we're gonna try to do some of those things well it's it's a new year it's a fresh slate fresh start Yep. I say I say it's It's the time to attack. That's right. All right. Coming to you live New Year's Day. Hope uh hope day one of twenty
0: twenty one is going your way. And uh You said the rhyme. Oh I said, I did. That's, yeah. that's very of, clever. That's Good way of, to start the that's year. It's part of the twenty twenty one. Great way. You're you're gonna be a lyricist. A lyricist. Hey, I have been uh, anxiously awaiting this list of yours. Which list is that, Todd? This is the despised movies of twenty. Oh yes. So the last ten years. Hate can be more powerful than love. Hey, but at the end of the day, love more than you hate.
1: That's important. That's a good lesson. That's a good lesson. That's a good lesson. Good. Yeah, I can't wait any
0: longer. Let's get into this list. Let me see. Oh, yeah, okay, You're I'm ready. ready. I'm okay. Ready.
1: Well, like I said, you know, let's. I'm, I'm 2020. I'm putting as a part of the last decade. We're starting fresh. This is a fresh new decade, right? Uh, so you know, last week I did my 10 favorite. You know, with number one being 1917, the War One movie, continuous shot movie that both Todd and I uh, could agreed fantastic. upon was fantastic, brilliant. Um, now we're going to get into the 10 most disappointing. I, they're not the worst. I've not seen every movie out there to say you know, what the worst are and it's all opinions anyway. So these are your movies you saw that you were disappointed in, you thought would be better? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, I had a lot of um I I had a lot of anticipation of these being great and they were turned out to be disappointing. Gotcha. So these are my top ten movies. And like I said, I'm more of an action horror comedy, um, non drama, non rom com kind of guy. So these you know, uh, last decade was just full of, you know, Marvel and DC yep. and a lot of hero movies, comic book movies. So then this, you know, there there was a lot of that represented on my favorites and there's going to be that on my worst. Okay. So top 10 disappointing. Number 10, The Incredibles 2. Um, they had 14 years to work on the sequel. And honestly, I thought, you know, outside of Jack-Jack, The movie's pretty flat. I don't think I've even seen Incredibles 2. Incredibles 1, I've
0: probably watched a thousand times.
1: Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah,
0: we watched that movie so much on DVD when the boys were younger that we eventually had to buy a new copy of it because the old copy would stop playing. I'll be dang. We watched that movie. That's a
1: great movie. Yeah, and it it set the bar pretty high. Yeah. And for them to think of doing a sequel is like, wow. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, 14 years, man, that's a long time to come up with something right. Yeah, so uh, they um, yeah, they came out with it. I don't know. I didn't write down the year. It wasn't too long ago. And I was just like, you know, it's Jack-Jack, it, you know, the, he's about the only character really developed into right. something better than what he was. Okay. Uh, but the rest of it, eh, you know, it was a really forgettable movie. So I was disappointed in that. Number 10. Number 9, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. These are the Spider-Man movies featuring Andrew Garfield as spider-man this this one had jamie foxx as a villain and okay have you seen that one well there's there's been like three spider-mans so there's been
0: many spider-mans well but it, two with andrew garfield well no i mean just like three versions of the spider-man story that's correct the first one was toby wire yep and then they went to this andrew garfield. Andrew garfield, yep. and then the new marvel one is i can't think
1: of the kid's name yeah but, i can't either but he's great
0: but okay so yeah i know which version you're yeah
1: okay i'm with you yeah it, it jamie fox's villain was one of the worst i've ever seen okay in movie history was he I, I, running around blaming it on the alcohol or i don't know i i didn't bother i saw the movie and i was just like this is you know the first one with andrew garfield was was bad because i didn't think they really understood what it's like they don't know who Spider Man is, right. I don't think they did their research, and this just pr- furthered the fact, that it was even worse. So, okay. yeah, number nine, number eight, Iron Man three, being King Ben Kingsley's portrayal of the Mandarin. I was, I mean, I knew him from the comics, he yeah. was a villain. This guy was, I don't know what this was, it was. It was just like, oh, I don't know. I tell you what, that character, like when
0: Iron Man went in to confront him at the compound or whatever. Yeah. For whatever reason, that reminded me so much of Ringo Star. <laughs> really? I don't know why. I just always think Ringo Star. It's just because he had that weird accent and it was just kind of aloof a little bit. But, okay. Yeah.
1: Not the uh, not the movie Caveman. Not star in Ringo Star. No. Okay, I gotcha.
0: And I've seen three several times. I'll tell you what, I have never seen Iron Man. What's the one with Mickey Rourke, too? Yeah. I have never seen that one all the way through. I've tried to watch it, I bet, five, six times.
1: Yeah, not as good as and I the always first fall one. asleep in the middle of it. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. I, Iron Man 3 was probably the worst of the three by far.
0: That was the one where the soldiers were exploding when they got
1: too ill-tempered or something like that. It was a little ridiculous. A little ridiculous. Yeah. Little ridiculous. yeah. Uh, so, number eight. Number seven, Avengers Endgame. Anytime you start messing with the timeline of things, yeah. like it worked for Back in Future, but it just it really started making a scrambled mess of that movie. And it was it ended on such a down note. It was just way it was way too long, way too much going on. They, right. I, I thought maybe that should have been two movies. It might have worked. It was already two movies, yeah. but it, it, they should have went three on that. There's just so much. It was just a mess. I thought I wasn't happy with it. Well, and I, and I will say and I know that's probably been said and it's probably
0: stupid or hokey or whatever, but the fact that the kid from Iron Man three mm-hmm. was at his funeral. Correct. I thought that was cool. And it was all those things where you oh, saw it went him completely and, bad. And you're, but... and you're like, and who is this guy? And then it hits you. And it's like, Holy shit. That's the grown up kid from the, the way prime back when." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was, that was a cool little stuff in there of the, just how you kill, I
1: kill off them characters. I mean, uh, the yeah. ones that you, through all these movies, I mean, it, right. you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor yep. made them all kind of unimportant. You know, it was just, yeah. you, know, it's I like I, you know, I'm not a fan of, I definitely don't love Captain Marvel and the newer characters as much as the old ones. You know? Right. So it was a little tough pill to swallow. I don't know. I just wasn't happy with it. Disappointing. Uh, number six, Justice League. Yeah. Agreed. Way too much going on. Uh, it didn't, there wasn't enough time to develop flash and cyborg and Aqu- Aquaman and the, the enemy stepping wolf and that was yeah. just, I wasn't buying it. Yeah. no, was, it was, it was a little hokey. It was, it was a flat, yep. very flat movie. Uh, number five, Batman versus Superman, Superman, Dawn of justice. Yeah. I, again, I don't think they understand Superman and Batman enough. Because Batman wouldn't shoot guns, Superman—I mean, he's destroying—he was destroying property. I mean, he was the enemy of the state, right? And well, like Jimmy Olsen was in it; he—they executed him on his knees. A terrorist shot him in yeah. the head. I mean, what the hell is this all yeah.
0: about? No, it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's interesting to me that the Marvel movies and the DC movies are so different. Yeah. because I think that my theory is the DC movies are trying too hard to be taken seriously. Yeah. And that's where they miss it. Whereas the Marvel movies,
1: it's, they kind of poke fun at themselves. Throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that right. Zack Snyder, I, he does not need to be doing right. any more DC movies. He's hashtag Zack Snyder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Calling you out. Number four, this is the only movie I ever fell asleep watching Uh-oh. at the, Drive-In. The, I was at the drive-in. Okay. And I saw it. Right. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Okay. Came out in 2011. It was the fourth installment. Now, I, I wasn't a big... I love the first two. The third one was confusing, uh, but shot well. And this one was just flat-out boring. Okay. This is flat-out boring. They recovered a little bit with the fifth one. Not much, but this one was the worst of the five. I don't know. I fell asleep. It All was right. that boring. I've okay. never done that. Uh, number three, Maleficent. Angelina Jolie played a great part in this, yeah. but it's another one of them situations where I don't think the writers understood that, is that the, this is, is that
0: Snow, is that Snow White?
1: It's a uh, sleeping beauty, sleeping beauty. Okay. Yeah. I don't think the character or whoever wrote this understood that Maleficent is by far the most evil Disney villain they've ever created. Right. And they turned it into a lifetime channel movie. Yeah. Basically. I, it was not the Maleficent I was expecting. Okay. That's for sure. I, I Obviously, you haven't seen it. Man, I want to think I did go see it. I, you know, it's worth watching for Angelina Jolie. I thought she put on a great. She did great with that there's character. There's several
0: of them, though, I think. I, th- I know I've seen. I think I've seen but the first one. There's two of them. There's and, two of them.
1: Okay. And the second one flopped. Yeah, I didn't. So know. you won't get any more. Right. But it flopped because the first one was just. Was, I don't know what they were going for in All that right. one, but okay. yeah, number three, number two, Suicide Squad, 2016 movie. Again, another problem with having too many characters and not developing uh, the characters enough to really care for them. At one point, there was um, I, I, I started watching. I it it was just like, "This is this is Ghostbusters." They stole the yeah. story from Ghostbusters. Yeah, the problem seems to be the villains. Yeah, well, the story behind it is just like. This is freaking Ghostbusters. Okay. It, it's what it turned into. It I was had a lot, I was really looking forward to that. I thought that was going to be great. And yeah. Will Smith was probably the best part he about was, that movie. He was really good. Yeah. But the Joker was awful. Absolutely awful. I did like and
0: I don't know which one turns into the big fire Indian. He was quiet through all the movie and then at the end he turned into that big skeleton. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I like that character.
1: Yeah. You could, was a little, yeah. You could be sympathetic yeah. toward him. Yeah, I liked him, but but uh, yeah, but yeah, it just it just it just felt like it tried too hard. Yeah, story was not there. It was, but that was number two. But all of them here fail we go. in comparison. Biggest
0: disappointment,
1: the biggest by far, the only movie I've ever watched that ever pissed me off after I wow. watched it, walked away angry. Can you guess what it is? Oh, I have no idea. I don't think I ever talked to you about it. Probably not. Star Wars The Last Jedi, the 2017 Disaster, okay. Ryan Johnson movie. You know what? I think we've discussed this. I, I was furious when I walked in. You're mad out of that. about what happened to Luke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things wrong with this movie, yeah. but the number one thing is how they just dumped on his character. Right. They just he just that was not Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Not Luke Skywalker. So disappointed in that one. In fact, that might be number one all time. Really, just because of the weight of, you know, I mean, Star Wars is one of the most successful franchises, oh, yeah. and the weight of this, of that movie in pop culture, you know, that mm-hmm. franchise in pop culture. I, I don't know what the what what they were going for in that movie. It was so bad, and you know, I, there's tons of people that agree with me. I mean, there's days of YouTube videos right. that there are people you know, voicing their complaints about it. No. And there are people that liked it, but the people that liked the last Jedi didn't like the follow-up movie, uh, that came out, you know, last year or right. like, um, what was it? I didn't even go watch it. I've seen it. I've... Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of I Skywalker I think it was. Yeah. They they didn't like that one. Cause it didn't really jive with the last Jedi. It tried to retcon back to right. the force awakens. I have not seen a star Wars movie since then. Wow. I, I stayed away from all things Star Wars. I'm starting to get into The Mandalorian though, slowly. Oh, The Mandalorian's great. Yeah, everybody says it's great. And I could yeah, and I'm starting to dig it too. But yeah. man, my So
0: you, are you on the first season or second still, season? Yeah, first season. We started watching the second season, but I we started watching the second season when it was like, you know, one would come out a week or whatever. So we'd watch one and you'd wait a week and then get yeah. busy and then two weeks later I'd watch two episodes. And I I've just decided after I think two or three of them, I was like I'm just waiting so I can just. Because I got to watch them all consecutively. Yeah, I'd rather watch them all consecutively.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, so that's my top 10 most disappointing of the last decade. Okay. Uh, Incredibles 2, Amazing Spider Man 2, Iron Man 3, Avengers Endgame, Justice League, Batman versus Superman, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Maleficent Suicide Squad, and the dreaded Star Wars The Last Jedi.
0: Okay. So do you typically. Do you typically only go see movies that you want to go see, or do you get taken to movies
1: that your wife wants to go see? We uh, we we can we meet in the middle most of the time. I mean, there's movies I want to see that I'm not going to put her through. My question
0: circles around to, have you seen a movie you weren't planning on seeing that you were surprised
1: that you did like? Does there anything come to mind? Um... Well, I think that's what got me about 1917. Okay. I, you know, I I was curious about the movie. I wasn't really looking forward to it and it just blew me away. Uh, yeah. I would have never th- have thought to watch it. And
0: my boys on their birthday, the year it was in the theater. So like last January, I guess, maybe Okay, they did a thing where they went to the theater and of course they've got the whole amusement thing next to it. So they played laser tag or went bowling or whatever. Okay. And then they ended up going to see this movie with, you know, a group of their friends and They came when they came home. They talked about how great it was.
1: Oh, even you know, even teenagers, even you
0: know, sixteen years old, they were like, "This this is a great movie." Okay, and so that's what kind of turned me onto even thinking about watching it. So I saw it on one of the movie channels, and we watched it one night. And it's weird because I'd never thought to sit down and watch those war movies. It just never appealed to me. But the more I watch them, the more I am just really into them. Yeah,
1: it just when it's shot so shot well, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, but there you go. That's my uh, contribution right. uh, this week. Okay, I've been anxiously
0: awaiting that. Yeah, Let's see what do I got. I have uh saw the new listing for the upcoming Austin City Limits uh program, looks like January 23rd. Uh, a favorite of mine, Ray Wiley Hubbard, is going to be on.
1: Oh, yeah, I get that, got that on my yeah, uh, pop-up to make sure I watch. Foo
0: Fighters are supposed to be on it in early January, too. They had a listing for five or six of them, but this is the one that jumped out at me just because I think that I'll, I'll really, I'm really looking forward to watching that one. That'll be a good one, I think. Yeah. And then as far as my TikTok nonsense, uh stumbled across a uh, at bad parenting moments. Uh, what caught me was the video of five or six toddlers, I would call them. Okay. Just screaming out the f word. To me there's 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 not much that's funnier than just little kids who don't know any better just screaming the f word, dropping the f bomb and it's it's vulgarity at its cutest. Ah, oh,
1: and that's parenting that's fine. That's parenting
0: that's nice. And then digging through there there was there's also another gem on there a dad talking about feeding the family with the crock pot. Can't fuck it up. Can't <laughs> mess it up with the crock pot. So that was another good one on there too, but uh Makes it sound so simple. It, yeah, he does. He really does. So, those, like I said, those are my, uh, those are my notes this week. Short and sweet and to the point. Right on. All right. I'm gonna talk about some songs. Yeah. Who's up to bat? I think I'm gonna go first this week. Okay. All right. Lead it off. So my song this week, I struggled. I really struggled trying to come up with a song to kind of start the new year off. And I think I might have found the the perfect one. It's a song called Rust. By a gentleman by the name of Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson.
1: He's been through he's been through the Ford Center yeah, before. Yeah. He's opened for some people. I can't remember who. Yeah. I know who you're talking about.
0: I uh I ran across him when he uh he opened for one of the tours I was on and instantly it was it was one of those things where I would hear his songs, his set every night, and maybe forty, fifty percent of the songs he played were on an upcoming record, and I couldn't wait for the record to come out. Okay. When the record came out, I think it was 2014. He had a record come out called uh, "Turn It Up." It was my summer record that year. I listened to that record so many times. I just I think it's okay. a fantastic record. Wow. Uh, Josh Thompson. So, song is called "Rust." It comes from the album "Change." The lost record It was released in 2017. This album was originally recorded in 2011 and never released. Basically, due to label shifts, it kept the album. From coming out, while he moved around, did label jumping stuff like that. Wow, so um, six years, then, uh, yeah, six years. Okay. And what's interesting about it is he noted in some of the articles I read that you know this this record had been done sitting on the shelf since 2011. He's going to put it out in 2017. Doesn't add any new songs to it. Doesn't make any changes. Leaves it the way it was recorded in 11. Wow. And what's great to me is this record sounds great today. I think by today's standards,
1: it's a it's a it doesn't sound dated at all. It seems like a perfectionist would, would he, you know be like, oh, I'm going to tweak this or you, tweak you,
0: that. You would think that would be the inclination, but no. I think his idea was, I'm going to put it out the way we did it. Okay, and and I love
1: that about it. Well, yeah, he must have been happy then. Yeah, but to uh, sit on it for six years, and if you, it's not me that. Well, you, I think
0: it was just waiting, you know, until you got to the point where you had somewhere to release it. Because okay. he had a couple records out, so this would have been his third release. But I think it was supposed to
1: be his second release. He's looking for the right situation, though. I guess. Okay. I guess.
0: All right. Uh, a little background on Josh. This guy, as far as songwriters go, the way he weaves lyrics together, this guy is one of my favorite songwriters. He's written songs for tons of people: Jason Aldean, Blake, you written or co-written: Jason Aldean, Blake Shelton, Rascal Flatts, just to name a few. He's done a ton of. He's got a ton of song already created. What I always find interesting is when I hear a song that sounds, there'll be something familiar about it, and then I'll find out he wrote it. And then once I go back and listen to the song again, listening to how the words are put together, it makes sense. He's definitely got a style to how
1: he lays words out so it's about his uh lyrics yeah uh, yeah as a pattern to how he writes his lyrics or i guess what's grabbing
0: me okay um so that makes him one of my favorite songwriters i can i can listen to just about anything he he puts together so his songs were a little history on them songs were born of a hard-working blue collar raising got his guitar first guitar at age 21 wanted to play songs around the campfire like some of his friends did Said he uh, he wanted to learn play Merle Haggard and Tom T Hall songs. And Merle <laughs> he Haggard loves I, little baby ducks. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, what I love about his songwriting, his songs are honest and, very, and thoughtful. And to me, he is just a what you see is what you get. He is just well. This song is no that, nonsense. To yeah, him. I mean about, even just to see him play live, so a little bit of Willie in him, huh? Yep. Uh, what I dig about this song, to me, this is just a great honky tonking song, man. It's just, and uh, you know, references. And I'm going to dust the rust off my honky tonk tonight. I'm curious, what? How would you define honky tonk in reference to this song? I just, I think that's just a phrase. Go out and just get your hell yeah on. Okay, so
1: because the hell yeah has been not been used much, is right, yeah. what he's getting yeah. at. And okay, then,
0: and the hell yeah, I mean that references back to this turn it up. There's a there's a line in that turn it up song. It's Turn up the hell. Yeah. It's okay. It's just, it's that. Yeah. For this song, it's, I haven't been out for a while. It's time to go out. And I think it's a perfect song coming out of 2020 going into 2021. I think everybody needs to get ready to knock that, you know, maybe we're not there yet, but coming soon. I think there's a whole shit ton of
1: people ready to knock the rust off. Oh, you ain't lying. Go fucking crazy. You ain't lying. And I can't wait till we can start having shows again. You ain't lying. That's right.
0: So again, what I dig about this song—cool honky tonk vibe to it. Like I said, that just the the lap steel solo and just the upbeatness of the song, great drive to it. Again, back to my jukebox theme. I think it's a great jukebox pick. And uh, again, I love that this song and this record—the sound of it holds up after almost ten years. It's just I love the guitar. That's a mark of a good song good record as you can hear it ten, twenty years later. Yeah. And it still sounds relevant.
1: I love it. Yeah, it's got it. a classic vibe to it. Yeah. Yep. Good. The the country formula there. Yep.
0: Uh scribble down some memories. Like I said, he was on a tour, he was opening act and uh just some memories of this thing, like I said, hit just kind of stumbled upon who he was. He was the opening act on the tour bunch of the songs that he played on on his you know set list ended up being on that record in two thousand seventeen turn it up and it was just it's a great great record all the way through and my favorite memory is there was one night during their sound check time Josh wasn't with them, but uh just talking to the band they were out there kind of doing their sound check, getting all the levels right and everything and and I wanna say and this I may be off on the songs, but I know I have the artist correctly they I want to think they played "Waiting on the Bus" by ZZ Top. Okay, nice. Because I remember thinking um, when the song ended, I was waiting for "Jesus Just Left Chicago" to start. Because that's like it should, like it should, but it didn't. <clears throat> Instead, I believe it was "Blitzkrieg Bop" by the Ramones.
1: That's what's so confusing about country shows lately. I mean, I've heard, yeah, like you said, there Ramones. I've heard Metallica. I've heard AC/DC. It's yep. mm-hmm. like it's like, where's the line? we talk yeah. about this, you know, yeah. where's the line with country and rock anymore?
0: Well, and that's, 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 to me, that's the beauty of it. I think it's fan, I, you know, for me, I I can switch from the heaviest metal song and go to this country and Western twang without missing a beat. Right. You know, it, uh, it all flows well. And I, and I think it, and vice versa. So the fact that it, that you hear stuff like that is awesome. You know, there's no stuck to one specific genre road you got to follow or whatever. But as far as the song goes and what playlist, I think this song goes on any playlist that needs a good kick in the pants to start it off. I think this is a, a good theme song. Like I said, when when the floodgates of 2021 open and it's deemed safe to gather and do whatever in groups of more than 25. It's it's going to be bizarre. It's going to be reckless. It's it's going to be the way it should be. It's going to be frightening to us. A, 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 a oh point.
1: no, be, I'll embrace it with open arms. Well,
0: again, and when I say frightening, I think there's some fools out there that have been locked up too long are just going to fucking purge. Purge. <laughs> not, not necessarily in the violence way, but just party purge, I guess is a good way to say it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I agree. I think there'll also be people that are emotionally scarred. Yeah. But the idea of having to wear a mask and yeah, you know, all that's just going to be a part of their psyche. And yeah. It, 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 getting back to the, the way that were, things were mm-hmm. without the mask and you right. know, being close to each other. They're going to freak out. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah there's just some psychological stuff going to be
0: going on. But, yeah. you know, again, for me, it's I'm just ready to get over this and keep doing my part, trying to stay safe, trying not to do anything that helps spread whatever is being spread, but I sure am ready to kick the rust off. Perfect song. And get going. So that's I think right. for me, that's a great, great start to the new year. Let's get to that point and, uh, make good choices, make good choices, make good choices. <laughs> good. I think lots of bad choices are going to be made. Yeah. Bad choices have been made all year though. they all of 2020. They make, they make for great songs
1: though. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's there's pleasure and pain, no doubt about right, it. Right. Yeah. That's you. what I got, man. That's
0: short and sweet to the point. So it's Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson Rust, Rust from Change the Lost Record. Um, I would also recommend uh, all of his other works, Turn It Up Especially. That Turn It Up Record, I love it. Love it, love it.
1: Okay. So All right. Sounds good. Yep. Todd, can I start the new year with some positive quotes? Hit me. I pulled up some ones because I just want to get some positivity going like you're trying to do there, too. Right. I'm going to pull up some positive quotes. I'm going to start with uh, an American poet, Edgar Guest. A happy new year, granted I may bring no tear to any eye when this new year in time shall end. Let it be said, I played the friend, have lived and loved and labored here, and made, it, made of it a happy year. Albert Einstein, learned from yesterday. Live for today, hope for tomorrow. Learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. Nice, Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world, Todd. Okay. You be the change you wish to see in the world. Philosopher Siddhartha Gautama Buddha, no matter how hard the past, you can always begin again. True. And I'll just torture you with one more. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Wanted, dead or alive. <laughs> no, uh, I'm a cowboy. I'm a cowboy on the steel horse I ride. Uh, uh, poet Edith Lovejoy Pierce said, We will open the book. Its pages are blank. We are, we are going to put words on them ourselves. The book is called Opportunity, and its first chapter is New Year's Day. And okay. that is a perfect lead into my song on, on my playlist this week. Is the song New Year's Day by U2 off the album War. Released as a single January 10th, 1983, ahead of the album release uh, February 28th, 1983. Uh, recorded at Windmill Lane Studios in their hometown of Dublin, Ireland. Same place they recorded their first two albums, uh, Boy and October. This is their third album. Produced by Steve Lillywhite, who also produced their prior two albums. Uh, written by all the boys in the band, Bono, The Edge, Larry Mullen Jr., Adam Clayton. It was a lead singer, lead single of the new album and their first top 10 hit in the UK and their first international success, hitting number 53 on the Billboard Hot 100 the week of May fourteenth, 1983, beaten out for the 52nd spot by Robbie Patton's hit song Smiling Islands, Featuring Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks singing on the outro verse for some reason. For some reason. For some reason. She just magically shows up right. at toward the end of That's the song. What she does. Like, okay, Robbie knows Stevie Nicks. Right on. All right, Smiling Islands, fifty-two. Todd, can you guess the number one song that week? Oh, uh, remind me again what year? the The week was May fourteenth, nineteen eighty-three. He beat out. Uh, get out of my car. Get into my dreams. Uh, that was probably 1986. A great song, by the way. Um, this uh, artist, Billy Ocean, right? That was Billy Ocean. Okay. You are correct. Uh, he beat out Dexy, Dexy's Midnight Riders, okay, Come on, on Eileen, nice. for the number one spot uh, on the week of April 30th, and held that spot for three weeks until David Bowie's Let's Dance took him down. And you see, and you're saying he, so I'm assuming it's a singer, not a group. Hands down, the biggest selling artist of that year, probably of the decade.
0: I gotta go back to Michael Jackson.
1: It is Michael Jackson. Oh man, okay. You got the artist. That proves my theory. I have a theory that every every time I watch
0: Jeopardy mm-hmm. with my kids, mm-hmm. or one of them in particular, every question, if I don't know the answer, I will always say, "What is the Butler?" And what? and at one point he was like, "Why do you always say that?" Because eventually
1: I'm gonna be right. So, because eventually, I eventually, got
0: you. Eventually, yeah. So that's like my Michael Jackson answer.
1: Eventually, I'm going to be right. Okay, there we go. It, 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 you nailed and you nailed it. But now, can you name a song?
0: Eighty three, Billie Jean.
1: Close. You said Billie Jean last week. Okay. <laughs> um, so is Billie Jean the, your go to? It, well?
0: it might be. Oh, what's the? Uh, I mean, it's Smooth a,
1: Criminal. That was uh, on the '87 album. This is Off Thriller. Thriller. Uh, give you a hint. Eddie Van Halen. He played the guitar. Oh, oh beat it. Beat it. Yeah. Eddie played guitar on the and song. I've, beat I've it.
0: since heard a theory that he didn't play that. I heard it was the guy from Toto. So <clears> I saw somewhere read something saying that the, that guitar player from Toto
1: I've heard from many sources, but that I've always viewers. heard Eddie Van
0: Halen was, it was just recently. I've heard it was this other guy.
1: So he I, was on stage with Michael Jackson playing it. Oh, is that the deal. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, yeah, good theory. So he
0: was playing it and Eddie was just, Toto of,
1: was definitely involved in recording that song. but I, I'm almost positive. I can't think of that. Eddie Jackson. Van Halen. I can't either. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. He's really, he's supposed to be really good. Yeah, he is good. He is good. Okay. Good songwriter. All right. So, uh, so yeah, that was number one that week. Uh, the irony uh, is that U2's war album knocked Michael Jackson's thriller out of the number one spot in the UK. Debuted at number one. Nice. Knocked Michael, Michael Jackson down to number two in the UK. Uh, Rolling Stone ranked uh, New Year's Day. 435 on the 500 greatest songs of all time. Beaten out by Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple for the 434 spot. Todd, do you you remember what was number one on that list? No, I don't. It was off the 1965 Highway 61 Revisited album. It's a Bob Dylan song. It's a Bob Dylan song. Which one? Oh, Money for Nothing. Money for nothing, the checks for free. Now, as far as the development of the <laughs> what, New Year's Day what, song, what Bob um, Dylan song is it? It's um, you know, how does it feel to be out oh, on, yeah, you yeah, yeah. okay, like yeah. a Rolling Stone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolling Stone. Okay. Uh, uh, as far as the how this um song came to be, I've heard a couple s- stories how it came together. One was um, The Edge, who's a guitarist in YouTube, two, began working on songs by himself for the new album by Bono. And his high school sweetheart Allie were on their honeymoon in Jamaica. Bonnie, Bono, and Allie are still married 38 years later. Good for them. Four children, by the way. Right on. Still going strong. Uh, Edge came up with the music for this particular track and the lyrics uh, that later, that Bono later tossed out after he returned from his little vacation. Damn straight. You don't write my shit. Uh, I got to sing it. You, ain't, you know, I got to believe it. Yep. Uh, another story was that they were in Windmill Lane Studios working out songs, and Adam Clayton was trying to replicate the bass line to the electronic band Visage, 1981 song, Fade to Gray. But the band heard something they liked when he was trying to come up with that bass line, which ended up being the bass line you hear in the final version of the song. Bono, in the story, Bono came up with five or six set of the lyrics, and it was up to Steve Lillywhite to pick which one he liked. So this song had five or six sets of lyrics. There's there's no story from the band of um that's you know really clear about you know the how it was created. Okay. Um but the more consistent story was with the lyrics. Uh it, it uh, the song started out as a love song to Bono's new wife Allie, but it changed uh, after Bono read a newspaper article about Lejhowenza, the leader of the Solidarity movement in Poland, and I've seen this, I've read several sources that, and they all are pretty consistent that this is where the main lyrics came from. Lejhowenza okay. was a leader of the um, of a strike of seventeen thousand men who were barricade that barricaded themselves inside the the Dank city um, shipyards in a then Eastern Bloc country, Poland. Strikes were not allowed. The Solidarity movement, as it came to be called, be, was the first independent union ever created within a communist government. Seventeen thousand workers turned into eighty thousand workers out on strike. After ten days of this, the communist regime were forced to give in to the demands. Without the ports, the capital city of Warsaw came to a grinding halt economically. Yeah, nothing coming in, nothing going out. uh they yeah they really had them by the balls. It was a uh, it was um. Really the beginning of the end of communism in the eighties era but but sixteen months after caving to the solidarity's demands you know moscow the communist military moved in after a constant push of the Polish government on Moscow for more freedom because the movement had grown to nine million people, you know strikes were you know grinding the country to a halt and Moscow was warning that the military intervention was imminent. On December 2nd, 1981, the fireman strike was crushed by the riot police. And then on December 12th, Solidarity was planning to meet to form a nationwide strike. And that's when Moscow had had enough. They arrested 5,000 union members, including Wahenza, and declared martial law and all the rights that were agreed upon were torn up. But what made Wohenza, uh legendary um, is that when uh, to, when they came to arrest him, he was uh, quoted saying, this is your moment of defeat. These are the last nails in the coffin of communism. And it was on that note that inspired Bono to write the words that we hear today. Lines like arms entwine," uh, the chosen few, the newspaper says it's true, that we could break through, though torn in two, we can be one. And all that goes back to solidarity right. in Poland. And the line, I will be with you again, that he repeats several times throughout the song was bono putting himself in the in the shoes of Wohenza in, in his situation in prison thinking about you know thinking about his wife knowing that he'll see her again someday even though he's in a communist prison and in fact he did he finally was released uh, november fourteenth ninety nineteen eighty two when they couldn't break his loyalty with the solidarity and the national protest in Poland of his imprisonment made it less painful to release him than to keep holding him uh, Wenza was a uh, Uh, awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1983, was also Times Magazine Man of the Year in 1982, and became the first democratically elected president of Poland after the fall of communism in 1990. When I dig about the song, to me, you know, it's like your song. It's a, you know, it's about, you know, it's a fresh restart. It's a new year. It's also a great song to play on the bass guitar. It's a great song to just drive down the road to, like, you know, much like your song, but I just love the optimism in it, you know. Right. And so so I will begin again. New Year's Day, you know, forget the past and all that. Ty, can I leave you with one more famous quote on this? I wish you would. Uh, It was Benjamin Franklin who once said, Be always at war with your vices, be at peace with your neighbors, and let each new year find you a better man okay <laughs> be at war with your vices solid be at peace with your neighbors be at peace with your neighbors again solid and let each new year find you a better man okay so
0: just be good just constantly try to be good be
1: good don't 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 don't, don't get soft don't need all them words stay hard walk hard <laughs> Be good. dewey cox dewey cox <laughs> <laughs> that's nice i like that yeah. yeah yeah so yeah i'm excited 2021 it's a clean slate it, yeah Just can't wait interesting to see how this this year is going to unfold like i said it's i think it's going to be fantastic but i'm always looking for optimism oh
0: sure yeah i i find i'm i'm usually pretty optimistic as well so it's it's looking
1: forward to that yeah like, turning point yeah and um uh, yeah you were mentioning that you got some exciting ideas coming to Coming into yeah, play?
0: Yeah, I mean, just trying some different things. I know, you know, I've talked to some friends that have expressed interest on uh, participating in in this, this program, so see about incorporating those folks. I know you've got some folks on your end that have done the same thing. We've got some mutual friends that have done that, so it's... Uh, I think it's time to start seeing, bringing guests on board. Kind of seeing, you know, we were talking about it earlier when we started doing this thing, kind of had this idea of what it would be. And it's been interesting to kind of see how it's evolved. Cause originally it was just, let's talk about songs and see where it goes. And it seems like the song part, even though I still like it, I still looking like looking all the stuff up. It's kind of, and I'm glad it has, it's almost taken like a backseat to an extent of just the chit chat with you. Right. And just, you know, saying stupid shit and inserting dumb comments into your serious, speech about your song and because that's what everyone does because that's what everyone and that's that's what i enjoy about our relationship
1: is being able to just be jackasses to each other and let's go out and let's invite other jackasses and let's
0: bring some more jackassery in
1: yeah we know all kinds of jackasses God, the list is endless it's endless i I think they'll bring so much to this no it's, it's yeah some of the
0: folks we've talked about have been you know it, it'll it'll be interesting not quite sure how we're going to work it out yet, but, you know, like I said, got lots of ideas. Just kind of working out logistics and uh, looking looking forward to it. Looking the, forward to seeing this thing evolve.
1: The mind of Todd is... Stop it. I, 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 it's like it's looking criminal. down it's looking criminal. down that tunnel and seeing, wow, there's so much going on in there. It's and You can't really point your finger at one thing. And then every now and again going, what the
0: hell is that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 if you don't watch out, it'll be right in your face before you know it. All right. Well, Jim and everybody listening, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Champagne bottles all around. That's right.
0: Spotify for the songs and the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the socials. And uh, shoot us a note, say hi, comment, whatever it is. We want it all. Rate, subscribe, five stars, say something nice, tell your friends
1: tell me the movies you hate uh, from the last 10 years. That's right. Wait. Am I right? Am I wrong about The Last Jedi? I'd love to hear about it.
0: Let him know. Tell him Tell him why.
1: Hey, and uh, I won't bark back. Everyone's entitled. No one's wrong here. No, no one's, one's wrong. wrong. That's right. All right. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.